Hit it. Uh, ooh. Here we go. With that radio mofo. Starring Mikey K. He was a DJ back in the day. But they wouldn't let him be on old 93. So it's on the podcast in the FCC. Hey, we're back. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yay. Mr. Todd Springer's Mr. Ron Tracy, Mr. Chavez, also known as Aaron, and we have a special guest, Mr. Will. He was a a member of the uh, institution. Boy, was he. You're you're still there. Still is. I'm still there until April. This is seriously against the rules, by the way, right? Oh, as fuck. Fuck this place. (laughs) That's that's why I had to do mine from my uh, secret location when I was there. And yeah. uh, I think April's coming in shortly. Dre is working today. Dre is cool as shit. She doesn't care. <laughs> we just won't say where it is exactly. Right. We're in 203 West. <laughs> and uh, yep, Ron from the uh, Outsider Social Club manning the board and our sound effects. And uh, why don't we hear right away like a quick word from our, our newest sponsor Ooh. from Coin. Ah, yes. Got him. Masturbating into a regular sock. And jerking it with the Des Moines Trading Company cock sock. The Des Moines Trading Company's blend of natural and synthetic fibers, complete with moisture-wicking technology, will make for the best stroke you've ever had into a sock. And it won't bleed through like other socks. Soft, yet sturdy. Won't chafe your willy. And safe to touch to throw in the laundry. The Des Moines Trading Company Cock Sock. The best sock stroke you'll ever have. (laughs) Thank you to the Des Moines Trading Company for uh, paying us absolutely nothing to do this. (laughs) The the uh, happy little peppy music in the background really helps sell it. Yeah, yeah, the the sound effects too. um, That's quality work, Ron. Yeah. Although, yeah, it would be kind of fun co- to hear it remixed with Doug. <laughs> is the cock sock just one of those like grippy socks from the psych ward turned inside out? Oh, this is a quality sock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This I mean, is dude, a- gri- grippy socks are pretty high quality. Actually, I have a bunch of those from my various trips to the nut house and, um, I call them my thirty. I call them my thirty thousand dollars socks because that's what a typical trip there cost me. The most, <laughs> the most expensive socks you'll ever own. Hey, April's yeah. here. Yep, she always Hello. comes in at the most opportune time. Yeah, she yeah. came in right. right and you're talking our... about you're talking about socks again. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she came in right after we are we heard from our sponsor already, April. So you missed out on that, but. You know, oh darn! You've got a <laughs> darn. You had a son. You're aware of how the uh, sock situation works, or now you are anyway. I I am now. Yes, I I wasn't before that, but um, yeah. My my son did his own laundry, so that's probably why I never figured it out. That's why he did it. Nicely too. done. Hit right. Uh, absolutely. Why are you suddenly <laughs> volunteering to do your laundry? No reason. Uh no no, no reason. Kids I raised, Nothing once they turned here. 10, they learned how to do their own laundry. Oh, yeah, 10's a little no early. No evidence, to... no crime. 10's <laughs> a little early for the sock, I guess. Is it ever too early for the sock? Well, 
I don't know what at what age that started for me, but I remember the first time and it happening and me feeling guilty for about a month afterwards because of the Catholic thing, I guess. Pretty much. Making a mess of myself and going, oh, God, it's everywhere. The shame. I'm going to go blind. <laughs> having, having grown up in the church and knowing a lot of like excessively religious people, I think the guilt is a bit of an aphrodisiac. You know, it's maybe that's true because it's something that's so wrong but so right. Yeah. While shaming other people's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> oh, for sure. Shame. <laughs> and and no, I wasn't an altar boy. Anyway. Poor thing. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I was, I would have turned out differently. I'm sure I would have turned out differently. Um, no, you have been way more <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. That's hard to do. <clears throat> anyway, it's Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Yay! Yay! I, I sent the invite to my resident gambler on the Outsider Social Club, Joe Vegas, but I'm assuming uh, it got out of hand last night, so I don't know if he'll be popping in. Are you guys putting money on the game? No. Anybody? Bets? No. Joe's supposed to be money on Taylor my... Swift. Yeah, I, I've seen Joe, a couple. Joe's placing my bets for me, so hopefully I've seen a couple of posts already this morning of people that are going to play a Taylor Swift drinking game every time that she's shown on a, <laughs> on a monitor. They're going to do a they're going to do a shot. And I mean, realistically, like the people that are so pissed off about why are they showing Taylor Swift so much? This is about football. Well, what would you rather see like some old crusty owner in the owner's box, like, right. you know, counting his money and just, you know, watching the, the people that he basically owns? Yeah. And here's a man yeah. born in a third generation yeah. wealth, slowly dying, who you've yeah, never heard like, of. Let's focus he, on him. Do you really want to see somebody like Jerry Jones up there who's basically on life support with a couple of hookers and cocaine, or would you rather see, like... Well, I mean... Taylor Swift and her hot friends. Yeah. Well, the, the fact that they... Uh, as soon as Swift and Kelsey start dating, the numbers of viewers and jersey sales like went up exponentially like 400 percent. so yeah. oh yeah. yeah i mean you know yeah. the nfl i'm sure as a corporate going was, oh this is good you know that's let's, right let's push this there, some more there, there yeah, are lots of there's a lots of females who love taylor swift and they're watching just to see her so yeah it's all it's all yeah. about ratings isn't it money well, and there's yep. there's dads that have actually on we're on the news the other morning on um one of the morning shows talking about how this is the first time they've ever watched football with their daughters and stuff like that. So it's the first time, you know, dad's been able to watch somebody get concussed with their kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to show you what CTE is. <laughs> that guy right there that just got knocked out is probably going to be beating his wife eventually. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> be a family annihilator. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is she's probably only going to get shown like four times for a total of uh, 17 seconds and well, yeah. the prop the prop that i think is uh over under 10.5 times really i'll take the yep. under on that i guess it, <laughs> yeah i'd take the under on that too <laughs> it yeah. depends on how often that they score and you know kelsey gets the ball really that's it too 
Did you guys right. see the, uh, the Jason previous Kelsey's? games? I think they only showed her. They said they averaged of like three times in the previous like three games. So. Yeah, and yeah. that's enough that people are getting all pissed off about it. With a yeah. with a long viewing time of twenty four seconds, that's the yeah, most right. she's shown up on a broadcast. They're like, Jesus Christ, calm down. Whereas Todd's got picture in picture, so he's watching Taylor Swift videos in one screen and football in the other one. You're not. Like a said, I'm not even gonna watch that today. I'm gonna watch cartoons or something. <laughs> Puppy bowls on. I might have to. Well, I mean, I. I can't think of a half show I gave two shits about in years, you know, and then they'll be replaying stuff all over the internet the next week or two. So I can just watch. I'll just take a nap. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's not like like back in the day when they had Beavis and Butthead at halftime on MTV. And what was that claymation one where they were doing the wrestling? Oh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, Celebrity Deathmatch. This show show was fucking awesome. We used to do a version of that on the air. I used to go on and say it'd be like Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera. Who would win? And then people would have to call in and tell me why. And it'd be oh, like, Britney you know, Spears would win because she's fucking insane. Yeah, but Christina Aguilera got a lot of votes for, if I remember right, being able to put like Britney Spears in a leg lock and suffocating her. I mean, I mean, fair enough. She's got that mom strength for sure, but Britney Spears is a nut job. So yeah, she has knives now. So you yeah, guys never want free Britney. Here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna put a little free Britney thing up. Like, here. Yeah, free content. <laughs> you know the other thing though is yeah halftime show usher i don't want to ruin this yeah. for anybody and it's you know people have bitched in the past past several years about how like they weren't family friendly like especially the j-lo and shakira one yeah. but yeah. google usher plus herpes and then <laughs> ah, yeah i i will yeah. not i will not do uh, that. no yeah. Usher, yeah, Usher is being sued for giving random women herpes. So, well, yeah. Yeah, it's because he didn't disclose his diagnosis. And there were I, there were three, I know, officially that he settled with. Yeah. Her. So there's the gift that keeps on giving. You want to have the Super Bowl Boy, all year it. round. I mean, why pick an artist that's not really relevant anymore, you know? Right. right. Did he come out with anything? You know, I mean, that's a, I, I did. That is, I did enjoy when they did Snoop and all those yeah. old school rap. That actually that was, was year, or, nice. Or yeah, yeah, that was, was that, one of I the best ones I had seen. Except for uh, when Fifty Cent came out upside down, and he would he looked like he had put on about 150 pounds. It was like this guy's gonna die. He's <laughs> 75 cent. Yeah. Yeah. Two dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then buck uh, fifty. Eminem took a lot of shit for that too for kneeling, which who cares? I mean, that that I really didn't care about at all. But yeah, that was like of everything Eminem has done. That's like yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. (laughs) That's not in the top ten, brother. Well, it's you know, it's the whites who could finally listen to hip hop because they had some they, you know. Now they're upset because he's not white in the right way like they want him to be. Hey, I still remember third base, man. That got me into the hardcore shit. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Search. 
Mike, do you remember uh, before, the owner of uh, Legends of the Time? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if you were around when George said uh, no, that hip-hop. hip-hop and rap was going to be a passing thing and it'll never last or, or yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, or God. we'd get the uh, warning from it's him. It's been around since to... the 70s. <laughs> we had to well, get okay. the, yeah. the warning. That mid nine, like 93, when I started DJing downtown, rap really became more progressive and mainstream, you know? Like, I remember playing Jay-Z, Can I Get a, and everybody was losing their minds. Yep, yep. So. And I remember that freaking record skipped to a, about two minutes in. You could just, you just waited for it and, like, puckered your ass, hoping it would keep going. And Well, we had a, we had a format we had to follow. Did so, talk you know, over it? Oh my God! How's everybody doing out there? No, I just Ooh. turned around and closed my eyes. <laughs> Actually, I remember playing that Jay Z record once, and that was when we still had the stage next to the booth when it was in the corner, and yep. some guy reaching over like he was going to do something with one of the turntables and just putting his hand right on it and just <laughs> right in the middle of the song, and everybody just screaming at him, and then I ended up starting it over, but. <laughs> That wasn't real popular. Can you pop a vinyl and cassettes? Oh God, the VHS tapes for the music videos too. Yep. Um, and our little watchman that we used for our monitor. Yeah, a little tiny yeah. black and white TV. That's how we queued up the videos. But um, can you top uh, a Prince halftime show? Oh, no. Fuck no. Does anybody? No, I bet it was pouring rain in that event too. Yeah, and him saying that afterwards that he had hoped that it would actually rain harder. What's it, purple? Isn't that a good way to electrocute yourself, though, with a guitar? <laughs> Usually. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't touch the, uh, what is it, touch the guitar to the microphone. I've seen concerts stop because dude, uh, it was like Seven Mary Three or somebody, they were spraying people down and he fucking blew a gasket. Are you trying to fucking kill me? Get that hose out of here. Uh, it's what is that like? Dude, what is that really? There was that really famous instance of uh, Bush. Yep. There, that was, yeah, doing glycerin and just Gavin Rossdale was out there playing in the downpour because everybody else was scared. Was that on MTV or something? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, exactly. that's, I remember that exactly. It was like spring break or some shit, right? Bush is going to be back in the lacrosse this summer, right? Oh, God, why? Yeah, they're doing like a greatest hits That's tour, which means three pretty, songs. Pretty much. Them, Offspring, <laughs> and uh, what's his name from uh, Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chains lead. Oh, yeah. It'll be and, bad. Uh, well, well single, can... I go, because it'll be a lot of single uh, older, my age, our age. Mills. <laughs> yeah. Sucker Moms. Will, you're from the Seattle area. You could, you could weigh in on the, yeah. the Cantrell thing. I mean, look. <laughs> so I, I I have feelings about Allison Chains. I, I love Allison Chains. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of drama between Jerry Cantrell um, and... Oh my god! Why am I? Why? Why did my brain just quit working? Anyway, um, about just like about, about the the musical direction of Allison Chains, um, uh, Jerry wanted it to be heavier, um, uh, and 
Um, Wayne Staley did not. He wanted to play like softer stuff. Um, balance. Then, Power balance. Yeah, after Wayne died, it was very much Jerry's show. Uh, not really power ballads, but more like, um, I, like more like acoustic style stuff, that kind of thing. Tone. Yeah. Unplugged. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry basically wanted to play doom metal and no one else in the band did. Well, Lane had the kind of voice <sighs> that he could, he could support doing, you know, slower tunes and people would still listen to it. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's why like. Allison Chains is every metalhead's favorite grunge band, right? Like they're yeah. they're they're there's a lot of doom uh, tone to it, especially musically. Um, <clears throat> anybody have a favorite power ballad? This just came to mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Favorite or absolute worst power ballad? Anything by Firehouse is bad. See, oh. that was mine. I remember painful. going. To I mean, a, that went a lot of panties, but it was just, just painful to listen to. Oh, I remember no. going to a junior high dance and hearing that. <laughs> yep. That always on. Yep. And he gets the high it, note in that. It's the only dance. time the guys would dance is the slow dances. Yeah, and this chick and I were like right by the speakers, and I remember that being one of the loudest things I'd ever heard in my life, and it was like. This is awesome because she's dancing with me, but this music sucks ass. About yours, April. Do you have a favorite power ballad? Come on. Not really. There's got to be something. (laughs) There's so many. There's so many. It's not a power ballad, but the default one for for chicks back in the day used to be uh, Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes. That was one. That's still Jabez's. Oh yeah, you bet. Yeah, that, Peter Gabriel. That is I'm right up there. Big fan. <laughs> In the late '80s, every hard rock or metal album was required to have at least one on there to try and get on the radio. Oh, so it's it's the only thing that would so sell the fucking band. albums. It's the only thing. Yeah, it's, I think the rest that, of the albums sound nothing like it. I think that kind of started with "Home Sweet Home" too, didn't it? That feels uh, right. Uh, Probably uh, more poison. Every rose has thorn. That's later, that up though. There. That's yeah, I mean, later on, it was mandatory. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah Home Sweet Home was kind of an anomaly. Cinderella songs are kind of that power ballad, too. Yeah, that's true. Cinderella's dude. I'd put hit- that on there. Yeah, that would be mine. I can't, uh, don't know what you got till it's gone. I'll, I'll give him that one. Man, that, that dude- was my first concert, by the way. Really? <laughs> yeah, Old Cross Center. You thought they were chicks, too, didn't you? <laughs> well, <laughs> you <thought> all <laughs> them were chicks. <laughs> Motley Crue. Jesus. Like, Davis and Butthead, those chicks yeah. and Nelson are hot. I saw oh. <laughs> Nelson. Holy shit. Classic. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day saying that, you know, that cover of uh, Poison's album with the four of them on it. And it's like, open up and say, ah, or whatever. But um, the guy said, yeah, I jerked off to this album cover for two weeks before I found out they were dudes. Then I still jerked yeah. off some more. <laughs> 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 Wow, thirty years ahead of his time. Like Quagmire with Taylor Hansen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And all these magazines. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other great power. Oh, there was a extreme more than words yep. was big. Oh yeah. That's... That one that one got or uh you know, actually 
kind of the anti oh christ more than words yeah yeah um under the bridge it wasn't a power ballad but when it started off there was a lot of rubbing going on Hmm. yeah but that's what made red hot chili peppers like reliable finally yeah true i mean they put singles up but they never got very far until that one no they got no there's the uh mother's milk Subway being it, I mean, that album put them on the, on the planet, though, really. So oh, yeah. That. Uh, I, I mean, people knew the song about, like, radio hits and going up the charts yeah. and whatnot. Right. They were too obscure with that funk. That, I mean, was George Clinton produced that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've got to have... I know you're, you're all metal all the time, but you've got to yeah. have a soft spot for a power metal ballad. Um... Uh, I think November Rain is probably. Ooh, you know, Axel can do it, man. Like that's, it's both it's, it's both the best and worst. Especially if you listen to how dumb the lyrics say. actually are. Oh yeah, the, the lyrics yeah. are shockingly. I'm, but that's that's really like that's Guns and Roses in a nutshell too, though. Like their lyrics are shockingly stupid. <laughs> I think the only real power ballad they had was Patience. Oh yeah. Remember their second album was just odds and ends to kill time because yeah. Axel was taking fucking forever and use your illusion one and two. Oh, then it was man. all overwrought bullshit anyways. November Rain was, was great was though because it awesome was like song. November Rain was great because it was like twelve minutes long and if you wanted a real good slow dance. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. Song with fucking orchestration on the radio in the nineties, like Jesus. Yeah. That was about uh, Queen's right, <laughs> Silent Lucidity. Oh, oh banger! That, I yeah. love that song. Banger. Tesla love song. Oh um, god, that lead singer at Tesla had a face like a bulldog looking piss off a nettle. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly motherfucker. There's still a around one hit wonder. Yeah. Slaughter. Fly to the Angels. Oh, Remember that one? You know, oh, I got yeah. to interview Mark Slaughter. Nice guy. You did I asked him how big an asshole Vinnie Vincent was. Wait, you actually interviewed him? Yeah, because it was they were kind of, what the fuck? Were they, they coming come to the cross and Riverfest or something? Yeah. Yeah, and then they kept changing up who I was supposed to interview because it was supposed to be the drummer, the guitar player. Then the moment of it was Mark Slaughter. I'm like, well, shit. But I remember when he used to sing for Vinnie Vincent because they did a song on one of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street soundtracks. Oh. And so I was asking him, like, what's it like with Vinnie Vincent? Because, you know, I always followed Kiss, and, you know, Vinnie's Vinny's a interesting blip in their history. He's like, yeah, that guy's a bit of a dick. And then, you know, then him starting his own band basically with the same guys from Vinnie Vincent Invasion. And then, yeah, having a couple hits and that was it. I don't know if it's considered a power ballad or not, but that Crash Test Dummies song. April was a big fan of that guy's voice. Yep. You, you've got to have a, a power ballad, April. Come on. How about, how about Ozzy and uh, Lita Ford? Oh, Both my shit. eyes forever. There you go. That's okay. one for you. There's an interview with Lita, and they asked her, how come you didn't do more duets with Ozzy? And she's like, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you remember your first slow dance song, April? Oh. Um... 
No, I don't. You're killing me. It was my senior prom, but no, I don't remember. Great. Great. Great podcast content. Good talk. Good talk. See, well, you gotta you gotta understand that we we prepare nothing. We pride no, ourselves yeah, no, on, I love on, it. Sh- on shitty quality and yeah. uh, minimal effort. Yeah. My my favorite ballad would have to be the it would have to be in your eyes by Peter Gabriel. Called it. Oh yeah, that's Penny Dropper, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe you got. I, I'm surprised none of you have mentioned any of Kiss's stuff. Beth was big for some people. Oh, Beth. Uh, yeah. Those are a little early for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mid think, to late '80s is when I start kind of checking into that. So. I think it's just because they are like, especially Gene Simmons was such a fucking douchebag that like, and. Yeah, but he was respected in the business as a businessman. But in the music store that I worked at in high school, the Kiss fans were all the biggest dipshits of anybody that came into the store. Yeah, Bob Schmidt got to interview uh, Paul Stanley a while back when they came through lacrosse. So I said, ask him about his Folgers commercial. And he fucking did. Right, he did one. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it got yeah. shelved. It was never released because it's the weirdest fucking thing ever. He's in, like, a frilly shirt that, like, a big top with dude on a trapeze while he's singing about Folgers. It's the weirdest the fuck? fucking thing ever. What? You can find it on you YouTube. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's on YouTube. They did not release the fucking thing. Holy Bob shit. asked him about it. He's like, hey, anytime somebody wants to pay me to not use something, I'm here. You got my number. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I look. Then he went up to Canada and did Phantom of the Opera. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, you can actually find what? video of that and audio of that. Him singing hmm. the lead as the Phantom. Paul and they actually Stanley? extended his run. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the guy had one of the best ranges in rock and roll in his prime. Um, now his voice is shot like most guys his age, but right. yeah, he went up there. You know, it's kind of like the Keanu Reeves thing where he went up to Canada to do Hamlet because you know he's he's just famous enough up there to be a draw, but it wouldn't if it goes poorly, it wouldn't fuck up his career back in America. Right. Well, and he had his band. Uh, was it Dog Star? Dog Star. Yep. I think they're still actually around. I just saw something on them the other day. They released an album this past year, I think. Yeah. Everybody just here's one. Here's one. How about Skid Row? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Spock and Bach. I remember you. That one, yeah. Yeah. You know the the notes that that guy could hold were freaking unbelievable. But he was such a douchebag. He just kind of walked himself out of the business, and his record label kind of fucked him over. Anyway, we should get back to the Super Bowl, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's super fucking interesting. We're all about it. At the, in Lord. about twelve hours from now, I'll be getting ready for baseball season. That's how much I care. But who's your who's your, the, who's your pick? COVID bowl rematch? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. I yeah, missed the, I I missed the, the NFL, Super Bowl. The NFL when they had all the paper cutouts in the stands. Yeah. And they pumped in crowd noise. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so, who, who you got for the game today? My pick to win the Super Bowl is Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't fucking matter who yeah. plays the game. She's the winner. She wins at everything. I'm going to uh, actually... 
Go ahead, Will. As a, as a Bills fan, I would love to see Kansas City lose another Super Bowl. Um, uh, but also as a Bills fan, I know I have I have learned uh, over the last few years um, that it's a bad idea to bet against them. Uh, so yeah, you get uh, much. Much, much like the uh, the Patriots' evil empire, I am cursed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going uh, Kansas City just because of that Patrick Mahomes dad bod picture that came out recently. Yeah, and I'm a pro dad bod, even though I have no kids. But I mean, I'm, I've got somehow managed to get the dad bod. And it, uh, there's this YouTube channel called That's Good Sports. Um, and in his preview of the, he's a Broncos fan, but in his preview of the Super Bowl, he, he, he spent about two minutes, uh, launching different, uh, fat insults at Patrick Mahomes over that picture. <laughs> it was pretty excellent. Ron, who you got? Uh, in spite of everything saying San Francisco's the far more loaded team, I'll take yeah. Mahomes in a bag of magic. He just yeah. every time, every time. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. Now the yes will catch one ball at the very end when it really matters, and yeah, that'll be yeah. that. He'll convert three giant third and longs that they have no business converting, and and they'll win. Now, wow, shit just got real, Ron. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now here we for my to, analysis, man. Well, yeah, we like actually bring football into this. Side? I'm just hoping Joe plays my fucking prop bets. I haven't got confirmation that he put them in for me. That's, that's my <laughs> whole enjoyment of the game. Prop bets is like how many times Taylor Swift jumps up and down. No, Vegas can't do any of that stuff that's not strictly related to the game. Yeah, yeah. So none of the fun stuff from Vegas, and that's where like he the, is. I, I also, they him. can't do, like, how long the national anthem's going to be. and No Gatorade color, no fucking yeah. coin toss, none of that. It's got to be strictly game. You don't have the right bookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, now, there's, yeah. there's two Vikings fans in here right now. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, we're going to start with April. Who do you got today? I really don't care. I don't care for either team. Well, at least you <laughs> didn't say Usher. <laughs> in, in all honesty, I just found out like four days ago that Usher's the halftime person. That's how me much too. I've been paying attention lately. Same with me. I just heard it. <clears throat> yeah, I think I figured that out yesterday. Yeah, it's just been all over network TV, and I watch too much. That's the only reason that I know. All right, Chavez, who you got? Uh, I want San Francisco to win for really for Brock Purdy. Yeah, this is irrelevant. You know, I last pick of the draft two years ago. He's getting paid. I think I saw a stat today that for every game he was getting paid like fifty thousand dollars, and Patrick Mahomes for every pass was getting paid fifty thousand dollars. Isn't so I want that still... kid to win because he wins the Super Bowl and his contract will be up or he'll be able for an extension, I think, next year. So he'll be do some money. I hope he gets it because... Isn't Purdy still living with his mom, too? No, no he was his roommate no, in he's San got one, That was uh, Tommy DeVito uh, yeah. from New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Purdy lives with roommates in San Francisco yeah. because eight hundred thousand dollars the rookie minimum, and it's not yep. enough to not pay enough rent to in San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Jesus yeah. Christ! That's uh, true. I actually yeah. know know somebody That's from fun. high school that he and his wife are teachers, and they bring in. I think like eighty thousand dollars a year, and they still qualified for a Habitat for Humanity house there. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, Seattle. The the poverty line in Seattle is seventy five thousand dollars a year. Jesus Christ! Well, anyway, so yeah, I think um, San Francisco. I, I'm really rooting for San Francisco. I'm yeah, I'm kind of with Will on the whole kind of the dynasty kind of starting there. I'd like to see somebody yeah. else win because. I mean, I follow a lot of sports, and everybody's like, "Well, if Patrick Mahomes wins his third one, we'll be, you know, one of the greatest of all times." I don't care, you know. Just like Tom Brady, I don't care about Tom Brady. Never did. All right, so we're down to our last about thirty seconds or so here. I have a prop bet. We'll go real quick. How long is it going to take before Usher takes his shirt off? I'm guessing twenty-five seconds. Oh, I was going to say thirty. Yeah, I was going to say thirty. We got 40, we got a minute and a half. What do you got, Ron? 20, 17 seconds. 17? <laughs> it's going to come out with the fucking... It's already going to be off when he comes out. Gonna... Oh, there you go. All right, this... Uh, this uh, the price is right rules, and he's guessed 26 One seconds. One second, Bob. Yeah. When he does, <laughs> they'll cut to Bob. Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs>